Thanks for tuning in to Too Much Screen Time, a podcast for TV buffs and cinephiles who have no problem spending too much time on their screens. If you're looking for some in-depth conversation about the latest TV and movies, you've come to the right place. I'm joined by my co-hosts Alex, Shantae, and Dave. I'm Anselm. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Too Much Screen Time. I know all of you out there have been banging on the doors. You've been crying to the skies. You've been sending your emails and your text messages and your Instagram and MySpace posts to us, Tumblr posts to us, begging us, when are we going to do an episode about a TV show? Well, we've been listening. I got your owl last week, your carrier pigeon, okay? And today's episode is going to be about a TV show. Woo! So the TV show that we're going to be covering today is Only Murders in the Building. It's on Hulu. Uh, It was created by Steve Martin, uh, the famous comedian and bluegrass band leader, and John Hoffman. It stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, uh, who have done a number of comedies together, and Selena Gomez, of all people. So it's it's kind of one of those like odd throuple type TV shows. Just to give you a brief summary of, of the plot here. It's a story about three tenants within this apartment building in Manhattan who bond over their shared love of a true crime podcast and decide to create their own when they stumble upon the potential murder of a different tenant within their apartment. What do you think about this show? There's been there's four episodes. It's really cool that they're releasing these one week at a time. There's been four episodes. What are your thoughts? I mean, it makes sense. This is like the perfect show to have water cooler talk, right? Right. Like, just like Mayor of Easttown, who, the who, the who done it. People love to speculate. And we're going to get into a lot of that um, a little bit later. But I love murder mysteries. I think, Alex, you love murder mysteries too. I think Knives Out's like your favorite, one of your favorite movies. But this one is just so fun. When murder mysteries, um, you know, they're they're kind of like, there's like this satire about it where like everybody's kind of aware, like they even have this thing where like they're doing a podcast about this murder, right? So that makes it even more fun. You have two comedy legends. I was actually worried when I heard that Selena Gomez was in this. I had never seen her act before. And I know that there's so much chemistry uh, between Steve Martin and Martin Short because they've been together forever. It's kind of like a package deal with those two. But for someone who literally went on the set and they met for the first time, she delivers. I I really love, because there's such this generational divide, how they play on that. And there's so many funny moments that I'll talk about later. But it's just a really fun, like kind of like Ted Lasso, really like easy to watch, great show that if you just need to turn your brain off and enjoy yourself for 30 minutes at a time, give it a shot. Yeah, you know, I I do love a good murder mystery. And I so I think initially I was really skeptical with this show, mostly because of the cast. Um, I mean, I love I love Steve Martin, I love Martin Short, what they've done, but then add in Selena Gomez in there and you got a weird mix. So I think initially I was really skeptical. And the fact that it was on Hulu, it's like a Hulu original. I think in comparison to the, all the other streaming services out there, I think Hulu is probably mid to lower tier in terms of original content. So I think all that package together, I was like, eh. I don't know about this. Boy, was I wrong. I love this show. Um, I was instantly hooked right from the first episode. I think that 
the 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 fact that Selena Gomez doesn't really have a lot of history with Martin Short and Steve Martin, I think, is perfect for the plot. It's a really fun ride. It's a really easy watch, just like Dave said. I've already gotten five of my friends and family hooked on it over this past weekend. So I would definitely say give this a try because you will uh, not be disappointed. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I found myself at the end of every episode being like, oh, okay, I really shouldn't watch another, but I have to. And that's why I don't agree with you guys that I'm glad that it's once a week. Why would I want that? I want to be done with the series already and I have to wait. I know that I sound so spoiled, but I'm used to this Netflix life and that's where I live now. Like, I can't wait. Don't you love the water cooler talk? I loved how Mare Town had everybody. And I hope that this is um, something where maybe, I think feel like a lot of people might not have even heard of this show. I had not heard of this show until I was on Twitter and just showed up. But I hope because it's like this weekly episodic format that more people will like start to gravitate toward it. And then we can have these fun conversations. But you don't, you don't want that, Shantae? I don't have a water cooler. I work from home. That is not a physical water cooler, <laughs> Shantae. It's the... <laughs> It's the virtual. It's it's the virtual water cooler over every social media. You know. How about this? I'll let you know at the end of this episode because we're gonna make our predictions. So we'll see how fun it is. If it were up to me, I'd get them all at once. But nonetheless, it's a great show. Like you guys said, super easy watch. I actually like that they're thirty minutes and not an hour. It feels like they squeeze a lot in, but you don't feel like oh, it's a, a huge investment. It is the perfect balance of funny to like you're uncovering things. I also love this set that it's in one main building. It makes me want to live in a cool apartment building where I like, do I really know my neighbors? That kind of thing. I live in the suburbs. That's not as exciting. But anywho, great, great, great show. I was actually, we were walking down the street, uh, Leah and I, and I was saying, I'm like, I'm looking at these houses and I'm like, could this person potentially be a serial killer? Mm-hmm. Statistically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, statistically, probably, yeah. I just it's- said that. Alex was saying that because he's trying to throw y'all off the set off his scent. (laughs) I was trying to mansplain to our audience. uh, Right. I got that. uh, You could just cut out what I just said. No, No, leave it in. We need them people to be corrected. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Vulnerability, vulnerability. No, I mean, I I agree with y'all. This show is is really fun. Um, There is like legitimate, weird, quirky, awkward moments that I feel like really feed into the overall feel within this show that make me really like it. Um, I also like the fact that I feel like each episode does something very creative. It, it, it has a very like artistic, almost like magical realist flair to uh, each episode. In the first episode, there's a video that Martin Short's character is watching of an of a interpretive dancer who is like climbing up these stairs but then keeps falling off the stairs and he falls into a trampoline and bounces into the air and he's watching and it's supposed to be this deep metaphor whatever and then the episode ends with them actually recreating that in the world of the story and I was like that was really cool episode three I'm not going to say much more about that that's that's a very creative way of trying to figure out who's the suspect that we're going to go for next like that was really cool but the one thing I'll say about this is you know, I really liked Selena Gomez in a different role that she played. She played uh, a role in Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die. 
is a zombie movie that came out in 2019 that I highly recommend. No one saw it. Ooh, we had way it. different opinions about that movie. Oh, yo, we have to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I watched that movie and did not, <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Maybe yeah. it had it anyways. Yeah, probably a wild animal. That's my best, uh, you know. Adam Driver, Adam Driver impression. impression. Yeah, but no, um, she was great in that and had a very hilarious scene for me. But anyway, in this TV show, I feel like she's very wooden. I don't like her performance. You know, I, I feel like, they, and I feel like they're putting a lot of, they're building her up to bear a lot of like the plot weight of the show. And I'm a little bit nervous about that. But otherwise, it's fun. Can I also, going back to the creative, I'm pretty sure that this there's like this multiverse aspect and please include this in here. I thought about it pretty <laughs> for a while, but episode one, The Office exists in this universe, correct? They've established it because they quote The oh, Office. Right. Yeah, yeah, they do. And then maybe episode two or three, you get Amy Ryan. She is Holly in The Office. So I'm either, I'm all confused. Either that either she's crossed the universe into this universe or the show needs to implode on itself because you can't have The Office and also having Ryan in your show. Something right. doesn't add up. There, I just saw the entire universe collapsing on right. itself when, when that happened. And it's crazy too, because in episode two, when the TVA comes in and Owen Wilson is there with Loki trying to like close out that time branch, um it's wild oh was that a spoiler sorry guys anyway, that's a spoiler. Um, that's, i'm sorry about that no um that's that's a true thing that happens but tell me tell me i'm wrong the show should have imploded at the point that amy ryan showed up on the screen that's true that's true playing pretty much the same exact character that she was beloved for in the office but yeah so this tv show is a comedy what is your favorite funniest scene or a line or a piece of dialogue. I think mine for sure is, uh, I, I believe it's in episode three when Martin Short's character is trying to quote unquote, like cast the murderer. And so he holds like the, the, the show then goes to this theater, you know, uh, stage where he's the casting director and all of the tenants that we've met as the audience are, you know, in the line and they're trying their hardest to become the murderer, you know, try to get cast as the murderer. And I found that so creative, so funny. I was cracking up the whole time because Martin Short's this like super over the top, just like really dramatic, like extra dramatic casting director. And I thought that he played the part perfectly. And I thought it was a really interesting way of being like, who's our lead, you know, like, who do we have to go after? And so I, I think that was my favorite part for sure. My favorite was when Charles, uh, Steve Martin's character and Mabel go to interview the guy who has the cat and just that whole interaction. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't do it justice trying to go through it. I mean, I trust that if you're still listening, you've seen it, but I just thought it was hilarious how this guy was trying. <laughs> the cat guy was at first trying to be like respectful of the dead and he's like uh-uh he was the worst and then how obsessed he is with these stupid cats it reminds me of Angela from the office look at that and I love how oh he's God. a painting of a cat that's not <laughs> it's not the cat that just died it's so good yeah that's it and then how he hates that cat the cat that that's in the portrait <laughs> he hates that cat but is so in love with Evelyn which Evelyn's going to factor into one of my predictions, but we'll get into my predictions later. 
Right. Also, I just want to say another office uh, contribution here. He keeps his cat in the freezer just like Angela. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, he does, Shantae. See, I'm just saying this, this is in the same, I don't know, there's something going on here. I love this. Speaking of, um, you know, when they go out and try to find who the next suspect is, I think the whole sting episode was my favorite episode. That's the, <laughs> the most recent one because he all of a sudden becomes a suspect because of something that happens late in the previous episode with Martin Short and him on the elevator. Just that whole confrontation. And then you you're like, oh, wait, did did Sting actually do it? Because you start to see like this remorse in his in his face. The, the comedic timing, even bringing in Sting and having him like be perfect on this show. It just There's just something about it. I feel like when you have excellence on a show, you just breed more excellence and everybody's just at the top of their game. And it just makes the show so fun. Sting is in YouTube, the police, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's you too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What year, what, year, what, what year were you born, Anton? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the oldest. I was born in the 80s, 1989. Hey. They, well, they were like, the, uh, was the every breath you take, that sounds like something that a killer would, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> killer would say. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. For me, like my favorite funny scene, if you will, is, is literally just a line. And so again, Steve Martin plays uh, Charles. He is a, he played a famous police detective in a 1980s TV show. And so he's just like, you know, still really holds on to that 30 years later. He thinks that everybody like recognizes him and all kinds of stuff. But there's a there's a scene where he has to go and they, they have to go and talk to the building's superintendent or something like that. And Martin Short is like, oh, they, they, she loves me. Nobody likes you, Charles, because you're so mean and gruff. And, and it's probably because you don't tip. <laughs> and Charles is like, I don't tip because I think tipping is elitist. I just send her a signed picture of myself instead. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, oh, that was, I've been, I think about that uh, every now and then and, and I have myself a good laugh. So yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of humor in this. It's really funny. Um, and we think you all should enjoy it. We'll dig into a semi deep question here. But you know, this, this TV show, it's about people who are super passionate about some topic. And so they decide to do what people in the 2020s, and especially people who, uh, you know, have been in quarantine for the past year and a half, do with a topic that they're really passionate about. They make it into a podcast. I mean, you're listening to a podcast of people who were like, hey, guys, we love what we're talking about. We should make it into a podcast. And so there are moments where I was watching this and I was like, I feel called out I feel attacked you know and so I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit with you all here like what what picture does the show paint about podcasting and podcasters and how do you feel about it as a podcaster yourself I think initially I I loved the scene in the first episode where they kind of all you know the fire alarm is pulled in the apartment building so they all have to gather at the uh the restaurant the local restaurant and that's where the the three main characters converge for the first time and they circle around the elements of the podcast and they start like dissecting the true crime po podcast episode that they are listening to together and I think 
when I was watching, that, I was like, man, I want people to like sit around the table and like talk about that, about our podcast, you know, like just dive in with us. And so I don't know. I think that was a moment where I was like, oh, I, I, I would love that in the future, but I don't know if this necessarily paints podcasting in a negative or uh, a good light. I think it's just, it's relevant. It's um, what most people are doing now. I mean, everybody and their mom has a podcast and I think it's, um, it's a great medium to tell a story. And so I think uh, I I'd personally like that they are incorporating that element into this story. Yeah, I agree with Alex. The only thing I'll add is I think I've definitely pulled from this is that one, we need to hang out more and two, we need to start solving murders instead. Yeah. I don't think there's any podcasts out there where they use movies to solve murders. Like we solve a murder through reviewing movies and TVs shows and TVs as well. Like, like, you know, the L, the new LG smart screen is really, really great. Like you guys should check it out. I feel like this whole thing about like everybody having a podcast and commenting using using like these mediocre podcasters as a way of poking fun i think at the whole institution of podcasting if you will i think is is funny and at times it's like i hope i don't sound like that or seem that that goofy or silly when i tell people that i have a podcast because i also don't tell people that i have a podcast except for on the podcast so <laughs> anyway, let's get into some predictions, okay? So we were four episodes in, three or four episodes in. Who done it? Or what predictions do you do you think we've seen the killer already? Is the killer oh, to be revealed? That's what I was gonna ask too. I want to know yeah. if you guys think if we've seen the killer, because there's only yeah. 10 episodes in this show. I'm I, I think so. We're already halfway, almost halfway done with the show. I think it's gonna be the holly character do i have a lot of reasoning or motive no but i just feel like we least suspect her one we like her she plays this like we 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 trust her i would say so i feel like she would be like the less predictable but i could see it i could see steve and her start dating they get more serious he's at her apartment he's hanging out and sees the tie-dye sweatshirt right and then freaks out. And then we find out the whole like backstory of, of how she knew him or something like that. That's my only thing. Other than that, I feel like everyone would be too obvious. They're giving us sort of uh, like anytime they, they confirm that it could be this person, I almost feel like, okay, now it's time to rule them out. Mm -hmm. But they've given us no reason to suspect this Holly character. Because they're really putting a lot of I guess then this Oscar character, right? Like from her, from Selena Gomez's past, I believe he was imprisoned, but it wasn't his fault because their one friend died. And um, what's the Tim Kono put this guy basically was as an eyewitness. He was like, this guy is the one that did it. So they're leading us to believe that it's like this Oscar character, but you're saying it's going to be someone that we're just seeing in passing. I, Cause I, I really want to, I really want to win for my guy, Steve. <laughs> like, <laughs> after, after what Charles has been going through, I really want him, want him to have a win. So I don't, I don't want it to be her, but uh, I, I, my thought, and cause I was originally thinking like, wouldn't it be cool if it's one of the original three, um, one of the three that's doing this podcast, cause they're pursuing this podcast. And what if it's like a nightcrawler scenario where, um so my my prediction is maybe it's martin short and the reason why is because we know he is struggling financially 
we, he, he might have motive to get this podcast off the ground. And like Nightcrawler, where they chase their stories by actually committing the crimes and then being right there when, you know, in front of the body to report on it. Wouldn't it be really cool if it comes back that Martin Short was the one to start all of this? And that's how he's going to get out of financial ruin. Here's why I don't think my Michael, wait, Martin Short's character is um, capable because he explained in this last episode in vivid detail what it was like watching those men fall and hit the ground. And I, I think that after like him describing that, we, I don't think he's capable of such a violent act. I mean, in general, I don't, his, his funny little character is just like quirky little theater guy who's exactly. made some mistakes. Oh, exactly. I see what you're saying. You wouldn't, Man, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you don't suspect. want it to be Holly, but you want it to be Martin Short. Well, I think, I think it would have a lot of weight if it's like one of the original three, especially if this is a limited series, if, you know, if they decide to only make it 10 episodes, I think it would be really cool if, you know, there, you have someone who loves true crime. Why not incorporate yourself in the story to create your own podcast? He seems like he has a lot of, you know, with the financial ruin that he's going through, has a lot of incentive to, to do that, especially if he wants this podcast to blow up and then make money off of it. Sure. Statistically, it would be one in three. Am I right, Alex? <laughs> Alex, you were telling us about the statistical occurrences of being near a serial <laughs> killer earlier. Could you remind, of, of, <laughs> remind us of what that is for the first time? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a running gag on our podcast that Alex is a serial killer. <laughs> Yes, because he watched, uh, he watched Silence, Silence of the, of the Lambs. Lambs at six. I'm the Scranton Strangler. Nah, man, come on, don't do that to me. Dude, their office reference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I really appreciate that they call my, my, Michael Scott, Steve's Steve Carell's character in the Office, a creep. Like, I'm so grateful for that because, like, I all y'all Office fans out there, I don't know how y'all do it. That dog, that, that dude is 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 a borderline sexual harasser. Sex <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. Like <laughs> there's so much sexual harassment that's going on there. But that that that's no story for no time. Anyway, Alex, do you have any predictions? So I definitely don't know who the killer is, or I don't have an inkling on who that is. I do like Shantae's idea that perhaps it's uh Holly's character that we saw in the in the elevator. I love that idea. I think that would be brilliance because it's definitely someone we least uh, expect but i definitely think that the tie-dye person the person in tie-dye hoodie is oscar the one who just got out of prison who was wrongfully put in prison for this murder of one of the hardy boys so i definitely think that he's the one who was put in the tie-dye hoodie and i think that he's going to be quote-unquote framed as we go along because we see in the first episode the guy in the tie-dye hoodie is probably dead, right? Uh, like Selena Gomez's character is like over top of the tie-dye hoodie guy and there's, there's blood everywhere. So wait, the guy I, the guy that was murdered in the first scene is the tie, tie-dye shirt guy? That's how I saw it. Uh, he looked like he was in a tie-dye hoodie laying on the ground. Oh, interesting. I need to go see that. Watch that, that again. Yeah. yeah, I need to go see that again. Okay, that blows my theory out the water. I'm back to square one. <laughs> well, yeah. we don't know that the person with the tie-dye hoodie is the killer. Exactly. I think I think the person the person in the tie hoodie is a red herring. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I've got so I got a wild theory behind who the killer is, and I think it is someone that we've seen, because usually with these kind of whodunits, they 
they take the first few scenes to like show you all the characters and then they figure you you find out who the killer is right and so you know it's a tv show but episode four i'm i feel like they've shown us who it is and it would be kind of a weird cop out if it was like just some random person who we haven't met yet that being said i'll tell you who my prediction is as to who the killer is after i share this other prediction that i have that tim kono was not killed by gunshot the gunshot was used to distract us. He was poisoned. And that's how Evelyn the cat died. Evelyn the cat ate something that had poisoned Tim. And so then she died, but then the killer poisoned Tim and then shot him in the head to make it look like it was suicide. Cause no one's gonna check for poison with a gun, with a bullet wound in your head. All right, so that's my first prediction. My second prediction as to who would be this killer is somebody who would have to know a lot about how to kill and get away with it. Someone who can, who's, who it has had the experience of doing, as we saw Martin Short do, of selecting characters to throw suspicion on, leads within the story. Who that we've met so far has that experience? Syndra Canning. Tina Fey's character, the podcast woman who, uh, who the, the, the host of the podcast that they all love, she killed Tim Kodo. Now, Alex, this is kind of a, a detail from episode four. It's not a huge spoiler, but they get a chance to meet Cindy Canning in episode four. And we learn, again, a very minor detail that she is about to get bought for $30 million. Entertainment, lots of money, right? We learned in the Sting episode that... Oh, wait, it's the same. Oh, dang, I can't talk about this, Alex. You haven't seen this yet. But anyway, we know that Tim Kono had lost somebody a lot of money. Alex is covering his ears, so he can't hear this. Entertainment, large exchange of money. What if Tim Kono was doing something for Syndra? She comes back and she kills him. That's what you know. So that's I actually a really good theory. I yes. cannot believe how much you thought about this. Wow, that is intricate. And I hope you're right. That is far better than uh, it being Sweet Little Holly. We want to say, I haven't read anything about this. This is an Anselm Beach original prediction. (laughs) Okay, I'm right eight times out of 93 times. But hey, that's okay. And it would be cool too, because it wouldn't be a waste of Tina Fey's character. Absolutely. Making her her even more important in the show. (laughs) Yeah. We'll hold it here. We'll see what happens, right? We'll, we have what, five weeks now left of the show? Yeah. So we'll do, and we'll, we'll do a a recap episode once the the full season is complete. Uh, We'll we'll do a quick, you know, recap and see who got it right. Who was the killer? Yeah. That's been our review and discussion of Only Murders in the Building. Go out and see it, join in the conversation, rate, review, respond to and post on our, our social media, send us an email if you have any other thoughts like that. By the time that next week's episode comes out, the Emmys will have taken place. And so we had a reaction episode where we talked to the nominations and now we're going to come together and kind of see how did our predictions fare, give our reactions to the ceremony as well. So you're not going to want to miss that. Until then, this has been Too Much Screen Time.
Thank you for listening to Too Much Screen Time. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at tmscreentime or email us at tmscreentime at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So in the meantime, keep watching those screens.